Well, hello and welcome to The Wednesday Word. This is the Desert Spring Church podcast coming to you from Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Julie Hart and I'm the host and I serve here on staff as the Director of Connectional Ministries. I'm super excited. This is week two of the month of love. We actually started a little bit early because, you know, love. But I have such a wonderful couple here. Uh, I can't wait for them to introduce themselves to you and uh, for you to hear their story and for me to get to learn more about their story. So um, without further ado, uh, let's let's just jump right in. We have uh, the Henrys here. And uh, Dorothy, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about yourself and maybe a little bit about your history here at Desert Spring Church. Well, I'm Dorothy Henry, born in Louisiana. We moved here six and a half years ago to be with the youngest grandchildren. This is after a stay in Houston. We decided to relocate here, and we started looking for a church home. And we found Desert Springs and the people here at this church welcoming and just a wonderful place to be. So we decided to join and become active members of Desert Springs United Methodist Church. Ah, I love that. So only six and a half years. Okay. Six and a half. Okay. I wasn't sure because, as you know, for many years I served as youth director, so I lived on the other side of the campus. There's lots of people I didn't know very well, so I wasn't sure how long you'd been here. That's great to know. And your fabulous husband here. (laughs) I'm Willie Henry now. I'm a retired Methodist minister, and I was also a retired Army chaplain. So, and the rest of it, what she said there, go. Yeah, I knew that because I remember we were in a meeting many years ago, and you had shared that. Uh, so that much I did know about your story, and um, uh, so I, I'm excited to dig into that and to to see how that has shown up in your life and your life as a couple. So, um, first of all, how many years have the two of you been married? Uh, 57 years. We've been knowing each other for 60 years. So you, you've been, so for 60 years, you've been in each other's lives and it's 57 years married. Wow. Wow. So that's amazing because tomorrow I turn 55. So you've been married longer than I've been alive. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like a real long time. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Wow. That's, that is just remarkable. Um, yeah. And congratulations because that's, uh, that's, that's a big accomplishment. Um, I'm sure it's been without any bumps or struggles along the way, right? (laughs) We had struggles along the way because we moved about with his military career. And when we met in college, we decided that uh, we would go into the ministry. Well, this was after a stint with teaching for him. And then things just kind of changed and emolved from that. And so you said you met in college. And, and so this is a real big, um, yeah, everyone go to college because Scobies were the first, they were last week and they, they also met in college. So I'm thinking there might be something into this listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about where did you go to college? We went to college at the Grambling State University. And that's where we met one uh, play night. Uh, at that time, girls couldn't be out at night. You know, they had to just a certain time they could be in it. And that was on a Thursday night and we met there. Uh, 
and I met by two or three more times after that night. And the first, and the second time I saw her, and I couldn't remember. I think I said, I think that's that girl. <laughs> <laughs> you better remember. <laughs> I wasn't sure because it was that night, but and then finally, uh, we start seeing each other, and uh, I had had a call into the ministry uh, before then, but I I didn't pay any attention. And one day we were walking across the meadows, and I told her, how would you like to be married to a preacher? And she said, no, I don't want to be married to a preacher. <laughs> I, I, I know. I've always said the only thing harder than being a pastor is a pastor's wife. So, <laughs> I've always said that. So we walked along for a little few minutes later, and then she said, oh, uh, if you was a minister, I wouldn't mind it, you know. So I felt best. You know I'm not going to be no minister because I was kind of, you know, out, outgoing fellow, you know. So. That does not surprise me. So how how long had you been seeing each other when you when you asked her this question? Uh, we had been seeing each other probably about, about maybe a month and a half or close to That's two months. Pretty quick to uh, be asking yeah. life questions. Uh-huh. Oh, so it was after the third. So you tell me what it, did you remember, Willie, the second time you saw him? I no, not really. But he was friends with one of my homeboys, as we called them back in college, when where I lived in Mansfield, Louisiana. And I didn't remember him because I was so young and not abreast of being out because I left home at a young age. And so I was not too interested in dating or meeting anybody at the time. So I didn't remember him. I didn't pay too much attention to him. And so how old were you both at this time? I was 16 when I, you know, went to college. Wow. So it was a little different for me because I led a sheltered life. My mom and them always just kind of gathered around me and protected me. So here I was leaving home, and then I meet this outgoing young man. So, no, I really didn't remember him because he was so outgoing. And me being such an introvert, I didn't know how I would get along with an extrovert. Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah, 16 is pretty young. So wow, you 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 found the love of your life at the age of 16. I sure did. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. So um so you knew kind of it was serious if you're asking her, you pop the question, pop the would you be a pastor's wife question. You're <laughs> pretty early on. So how long did you all date before you became engaged? Uh, maybe uh, two years, maybe. Uh, I remember the one night we were sitting in the, at the uh, little place where the students go in at a cafe like, and we were sitting there and... I had a ring. I think I'd sneaked the, the ring to her, and I placed it on a thing. This was about two years, and I think this was after I had got my uh, orders from the president for going into the army because I was I was going to Vietnam, and I got drafted, and wow. I was there for two years. You know, so that delayed us from getting married, and so we sit in the booth and married each other before I left. You know, and wow. so. Wow. So let's unpack that for a minute. So I, where were you both going to school to study, first of all? I was going to be a teacher because back in the time, that's what we could do as, you know, 
as my race blacks and my parents, my mother and all my aunts had been teachers. So I knew when I went left to go to college, I was going into education. So that's what my leading was. That's what I knew I was going Not to do. Not so many it, options as a woman and as a black woman, for right, sure. Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay, and Willie, what were you going to school for? The same thing. My, my parents had always wanted me to be a teacher. They would always say, you could be a professor, you know. So mm-hmm. can see that. But that wasn't really me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went in the classroom and stayed for maybe a year and a half. I, I taught school in junior high. I taught this uh, eight, ninth, and tenth grade uh, soci- sociology, you know. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So, so just for the timeline, you've been, you, you get the orders when you're already teaching, you're still in college at this time when you get, when you get drafted? No, I had completed that same, uh, year. Uh, I completed college in January. Uh-huh. Uh, and soon as I completed college, they sent, uh, a letter for Vietnam. At the time, it was a big draft going on. Yes, yeah. right. Big. And and if you were in college, you really weren't drafted. You weren't you drafted, weren't first, but right. after graduated, they sent me a letter right away. You're on the list immediately. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! So here's your the love you've met, and that's so terrifying. That's such a what a scary time that was. What a difficult time. And so, how do you how did you let Dorothy know what about this letter? Do you remember that conversation? Uh, yeah, I told her, but see, at the time, so many guys was getting married to stay away because at first, in going to Vietnam, if you was married, you didn't have to go to the, to the war. Oh, in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. That changed, But right. then that changed because so many guys started getting married, and so many guys started going to seminary, too, to to avoid going to the military. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At the time, I, w- I was not aware, but uh, on that, on the, I went to Airborne School, because I wanted to help her uh, in college at the time, and I think I'd get an extra sixty-five dollars a month. For <laughs> so uh, I was airborne uh, with the hundred first airborne, and the night we was going to Vietnam. Well, I was sitting there, and I looked, and I thought about it. I said, "Wow, uh, you know, a lot of us not coming back." And so uh, I said to myself. Uh, Lord, if you let me go and come back, I'll go into the ministry. But I was kind of f- f- trying to fool him, you know. <laughs> and God is super easy to yeah, fool, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and the, 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 you know, the hunting first got eagles on their wing. And all the eagles stood off like this, you know, looked like to me. They were, they were jumping off these boys' shoulder, And so we was flying on a, I forget the number of that plane, but it was one of those long, narrow plane. I forget the number uh, which airline that was, and uh, uh, when I said that, everything got calm to me, you know, and so we went on to Vietnam, and I I found out when I got to Vietnam, well, see, I was a doggone on a helicopter, but after about two, three weeks being there, they found out that I had a college degree, and so they uh Sergeant Wood, I can remember his name. He says, he said, Henry, you graduated from college, huh? I said, yeah. So, uh, uh, and I was in there arguing about my pay because uh, I had I had been getting partial paid and I hadn't got a full pay. So finally, I uh, uh, said he, he would come and, and, and he said, he'll send for you. 
And sure enough, he did. About two weeks later, he sent for me, so I didn't have to go. And so that's when I told her, hey, it looked like I'll be back home because I'm not going to be in the field. Wow. Wow. Okay, so, um, but you got married before you left. No. No, still no. It was a promise of, a promise. A promise of marriage. Okay. And it all ended in such a strange, strange way because when he was over there, I was also pledging sorority, and I was doing student teaching. You know, when you pledge sororities, you are not allowed to write your, your write mother. anybody but your parent. So I wrote my mother, and it didn't write him, and so that upset him. And I know that was a bad feeling for him, not knowing what was going on with with me. Wow! Because he went to Vietnam and stayed over there, and I was doing in the midst. I was pledging, and then did student teaching. And it's just some strange things happened. That's why we always know God put us together. Wow. So you're just like not knowing what's going on back home. What a... I was angry with her. And yeah. I kept telling her, see, because I, I would have broke the law, the rule. She does a, she's a rule provider. <laughs> I'm with you, Dorothy. I'm a rule follower, too. It's yeah. such a burden, and isn't so, it? <laughs> so <Yes>. I... <laughs> you thought you were engaged to a rebel, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I told her to... Uh, I said, you can sneak and write, you know. And so <laughs> she told, and she got upset, and so she going to send the ring that I had left with her engagement ring. Oh, because of, of, okay, uh, wow. And, and the lady she was living with at the time during the student teaching, she had been mailing her letter all the time, but this time she forgot to mail a letter. If I had, if she had gotten the letter and mailed it, she'd have sent me my ring, and I would have stopped in Los Angeles coming back with my brother living out there in Los Angeles. And we wouldn't have saw So each the other. letter never got sent. It never got mailed. Did she forget, or was she just thinking, "Oh, this is a mistake"? She Do you said know? she actually forgot. Okay. Yeah, she said she forgot. Oh wow, God is God's got a sense of humor. <laughs> he sure has, especially with the two of us. So you never get the ring back. So the ring is gone. You know. So, so she's kept the ring. Tell her what happened when the you letter, got yeah, when, like, I, is when I returned ring? from, you know, doing student teaching because we had to, I had to walk to school. And when I got back, the letter was on the table. She had forgotten to mail it. And it was not so long. I think I took it back. And then it was not, I can't remember how many weeks after he made it back and he came to the place where I was living. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that yeah, you'd already you'd already sent the dear John. Yeah. But he didn't get it. Okay, but you're still a little bit cranky about the fact that she hasn't written. So what's that like when you come back to see her? Well, when I got back, I uh I sneaked in the house and and uh <laughs> and she was at school and I was sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> you got some explaining to do. <laughs> Yeah, I was sitting there on the couch when she came in, and Miss, uh, what's that lady's name? Miss Shine. Miss Shine. Miss Shine, uh, she didn't tell her uh, that I was in there, so she just told her, door, <laughs> come on in. So she came in, and, and when she came through the door, I was sitting on the couch, and she screamed. <laughs> was it a good scream? Or yeah, a... It was a good scream. Oh. It was a great scream. <laughs> oh, so then you knew. All was forgiven. All was forgotten. You mm. know, like, oh, she loves me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. So then where do we pick up? What happens now? Then we came back and I told her that we were going to get married soon. And uh, so we went to the same little town. We went and got the marriage license. Then you had to have your marriage license three days before you before you can get married. Mm-hmm. And so we went out to the courthouse in this little town and got the, the license because her folks didn't want me to marry her at first. And so we was going to elope, you know, we was going <laughs> to run away. <laughs> She's shaking her head. That's, yeah. that's true. She, she she came up in the in the upper class, and, and I didn't. I, I was a uh, ground root, very ground root, very poor. Okay. And uh, so uh, uh, so we went out and got the license, and uh, and so I told her what to do, and so some kind of way I had her suitcase in my car because I I bought a car as soon as I got back from Vietnam, and uh, her mother and her was coming to pick up the suitcase at the bus station. <laughs> I so, graduated then. And I saw uh-huh. them coming. And I, uh, my brother was with me. And so I said, <laughs> here they come, here they come. Her mother with her. So we took off and they came running behind the car. You know, she was running. <laughs> waving, trying to stop me. And so I stopped. And then her mother came. And she said, well, they said, I know what y'all going to do. Said, I, I prefer that you all don't do that, that y'all get married. Said, I know Reverend Wanza, and he can marry you all now. Uh, so uh, we went over to Reverend Wanza's house. That was her aunt's husband. And so uh, we ha- I had the license. I already had the license because he was in the car. <laughs> the license, the suitcase, you were making a run for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we went into the house, and uh, as we was in, Sitting in the house there and getting, getting married and everything, uh, Reverend Warren put on his clergy clothes and got us ready, and we got married. So and we had to turn on, tell a little, little fib on the license because we had got the license the day before, but you got to have your license three days in Louisiana. Okay, so it's so, so we backdate we the had license. <laughs> <laughs> and she broke that rule though. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, She's so a li- got a little rebel inside of her. Yeah. So your mom is basically like, look, this is not what I had planned. This is not my idea. But I know you're going to go ahead with this anyway and run off and elope. So instead of that. That's what she did. And she Mm -hmm. did tell us. She did tell me, tell us together. She said the Lord had almost shown her that he was for me because my mom brought us up because my dad died in 1950, you know, when I was four years old. So she kind of, with all the answers, kind of coddled us and she said the Lord had shown mm. her and that was why she was so willing for Will and I to get married. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why she did what she did. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. And what and this is what year? I could back date. This is sixty seven. In nineteen sixty seven. Mm-hmm. And and how old are you both at this time? I turned seventy seven mm-hmm. December. No, so oh, when you got time, married, how old were you when you got married? 18. She was uh, 18, eighteen now. Yeah, she, yeah, she was. No, she was nineteen. Nineteen. Because it was three years after I met her. And how oh, old yeah. were you? Uh, at the time, I was twenty-four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because yeah, I'm wow. six years old, almost six. The children years old. tease him about <laughs> saying he robbed the cradle. <laughs> I bet. Our children tease him. <laughs> I bet so, but you know, mm-hmm. boys and girls mature differently. So probably even out okay, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so what were your early years like of marriage? Oh, at first it was it was very hard. Uh, 
she was teaching school, but uh, at the time, and but it, she only a check was uh two hundred and ninety one dollars for how long? That was for my first year of teaching, and Each that month. was for two hundred ninety one dollars a month. A month. Wow. And I was still in the military he as a, in, enlistment uh, E four. Uh, and they tried to get me to stay in the military and make me E5 sergeant, so I said no. And uh, I got out, and I started serving teaching. And after serving, well, uh, I was going over to Centenary College in Shreveport, and uh, one of the professors wanted me to go to Perkins in at mm -hmm. uh, SMU. Yeah. And I, I I said, okay. But then later, Reverend Norris saw me, and he said, you need to come to ITC, to Atlanta. So I changed and went to Atlanta. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Okay. And went to ITC, Interdenomination Theological Seminary. Okay. And when I got there, we went that summer. And I liked it the summer because we, we, we had $700, $700 worth of debt uh, per month. That was a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, that summer when we was in Atlanta, and I got to liking it, and I said, you know what, because I, I had a job to teach, and I said, uh, I'm, I'm going to drop out. I'm going go, to continue to go to seminary. And she said, well, how are we going to pay our debt? <laughs> <laughs> She's said, like, oh, man, <laughs> mom was right. <laughs> yeah. I said, I get a job and go to school, too. And so we did that. Uh, she went. She was in Shreveport working, and I was in Atlanta going to school. Wow! And this I was early on and in your marriage. The house, yes. And, but and during this time, Gosh. she came up pregnant with our first child. Mm -hmm. So that was a good way for her to get out and come to uh, to Atlanta. And we was in Atlanta, and while we were there, she got her master's degree, and in, in Atlanta. Wow! Good for uh, you. And uh, uh, that way she could go back to her work and she got off. And she took all the time that she could take away for her pregnancy. And while we were there, that's when she got her degree. And so I was working two jobs and going to school. Wow. Because wow. she wasn't working. And, and now you're a new mom and getting your master's degree. You know, yeah. such yeah. hard work. Hard work. Exhausting. It's, yeah. Yes. Wow. Wow. And my parent, mother helped us the first, helped me with the tuition the first, uh, for the first quarter. And then, because she had found out now that he's, he's going to be okay. He's all so right. He's, yeah. he's so all right. So she helped with the first semester of uh, grad school. And then the rest of the time we were able to pay because when we, w we was working all those jobs, we started making more money than we had made, you know, yeah. before. Before, because yeah. at the time I, I started getting my uh, GI Bill, mm -hmm. and I right. was working uh, at the bus station, and I was also putting security guard. Wow! Uh, but later on, I I went out and 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 got a job for recreation. Then I I didn't have a one job after uh, rec Atlanta Department of Recreation. Really? Yeah. Really. And so I I started there, and I could f afford to just have one job. Yeah. And so, but. When we came back, and I was pastoring small church. In what denomination? United Methodist. And uh, and they couldn't pay very much. You know, it was two of them. And so the family was getting bigger. My second daughter, uh, 
My third daughter was born, because the other one was born while I was in seminary. The third daughter was born while we were there. And so I was, uh, we would get buy one chicken. A chicken, you can get a whole chicken in for $1.25, you know. Wow. But I would cut that chicken up in, into oh, pieces, wow. and we would put <laughs> in bread bags, light bread bags. We would put the, the meals in the bag. Uh, that's one piece of chi- chicken. Portion it out. Yeah, and we could we could eat off by three times off a of chicken. One wow. Chicken. Mm-hmm. And so wow. that's the kind of way we made it through that. Uh, Gosh, wow. And then at the time they was needing black officers in the military. Yeah. I had to to uh, leave the church. I hated to leave the churches, and but the. And I told him I would do that. <laughs> I would do it in uh, June because I want to complete it. Yeah, your appointment. Yeah. but uh, uh, And he told me, okay. But then the next day he called me back. He said, Willie, we need you now. And so I said, now? And, uh, and I had been getting the people, trying to get the people to build an uh, educational wing onto the church, you know. And finally they decided that, that they would do that. And one day, one morning, I heard them out there nailing st- sticks in the ground, you know, letting yeah. off of the check. And as I was watching them out there, and I, I went back and told her, I said, honey, uh, they, they, they putting stakes out for the for the wing of the church. And how are we going to tell these people we leaving? Because oh. we hadn't told them. Gosh. Did I interrupt you a minute? Yeah, go ahead. And in the meantime, they had also gotten me a job in the little town where we were, where he was pastoring. Yeah. And so we had to decide then when we were going to tell them that oh, yeah. we were leaving. And they're your family. They become your family, your church. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. It, a lot of things pastors say up there on Sunday morning, we could you identify know. with it right oh, I away. I bet you do. Yeah. I bet you yeah. do. We do. Yeah. And back wow. in the time, the parsonage was right by next, the next by the, the next door to the church. Yeah. So on occasion, you know, we had young, I we had young kids, young children, and sometimes at early morning before we would have gotten up, they would be knocking on the door, and want to talk to him. So it was it was an interesting experience. And then we had gotten close to them, and then we will say we said, "Well, how are we going to yeah. tell them?" And they've done. They starting uh, to build this wing. They've gotten me a job. Oh gosh. And so, uh, oh, so then we had to go to New York for school, Japan school, and uh, uh, we left and went to New York and had the interviews and things like that. And then we came back and uh, she went to stay with your mom. Did you go stay with your mom then? Yeah, and then we started building. Yes, then you started stay with teaching, my mom, yeah. but I would drive from. Because I didn't want to work in the place where where my mom was. I wanted to get in the larger city. So I would stay in Mansfield and would drive like 40 miles to go to to my job until we got a house built. Wow. And when I graduated from chaplain school, then we was, got stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas. And Kansas? Could, Kansas. Fort Riley. Oh. And, and, and so we uh, that's when she quit her job because... 
uh, my Sarah was enough to take care of oh, the family. Then. And yeah. so now you're a mom of three kids. You have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and now your kids are getting to the, at this time, what age are, what ages are they about? The youngest one was about three okay. and the oldest one was maybe seven, uh, seven or eight. Okay. Seven. So you got your hands full. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and are all three girls, did you say? Three girls. <laughs> so you really got your hands well. The boy was not born. Okay. Yet. Okay. So now, and now that's it. You can support her. You've got one job. Yeah, got one job. And Great she job. started teaching school in, in, uh, at Fort Riley. Mm-hmm. And, the gods, yeah. <laughs> the kids, one, she had one kid that was so... Uh, I was still her head. <laughs> that yeah. she started crying because she 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 didn't want to be a failure, you know. Mm. And so they called me, and I went up there, and she was crying because you know she's still young. And I, yeah. uh, uh, so I told her, "Honey, you're gonna do you're gonna do well, you're gonna do well." So uh, uh, anyway, she started doing much better. Uh, working with the kids, mm-hmm. and so that's what her job was there on at Fort Riley until we got orders to go to Hawaii. Hawaii, rough life. Rough. <laughs> we have other. We have another pastor couple here from Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. Probably met the elders. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, where the son was born in Hawaii. So your son was, was born, born in, in Hawaii. Hawaii, and I didn't do anything, but I did volunteer work for the schools because back in the time we were in Hawaii, they had a mostly. Uh, it was run by the Japanese system, so yeah. you would. Uh, so I just did volunteer work, but we didn't lack anything. The children made friends, and life was good. Life was good in Hawaii. Life How long were you in Hawaii? Three and a half Three years. Okay, boy, this is not very long anywhere. I mean, that's especially how it that's was the then, way it right? Was. Gosh, you just then you just pack up your stuff again and pack it up, keep moving. Mm-hmm. How how many? How many appointments did did you all have in the time that you served? How yeah. many churches did you did you serve? Uh, churches, I served seven churches, but in the military, I I, I served in Fort Riley from Fort Riley to uh, we're from from New York to Fort Riley, Kansas, from Fort Riley, Kansas to Hawaii, from Hawaii back to Louisiana, and I at Fort Polk. From Fort Polk, I went back to uh, Atlanta to get a doctor's degree in marriage and family, and so from I did there, not know that. Yeah, oh. marriage and family. And so wow, <laughs> from there Jeez. I uh, went to Europe, and that's where. Everything starts moving out. She got a job in Europe, and we was we was on the high hog then. Living on the high <laughs> hog. Yes, we, we were Life not portioning chicken uh, yeah, into no. little bread bags anymore. No. Is that right? We could eat a whole chicken. One of us could eat a whole chicken. Y'all get yeah. your own chicken tonight. <laughs> get the big piece of chicken. I ain't had to wait and get the big piece of chicken. That is amazing. What was it like serving as a, as a chaplain in the in the military? That's a real different that was one of the kind best of ministers I had. Oh, man. I did a whole lot. So every month, I would take the soldiers to a country in Europe. Every month, we had a new country, uh, a new country to go to. I would take a bus, get a bus, rent a uh, charter bus, and then uh, also the train. We went all over. At that time, uh, uh, Berlin was separate. Oh, yeah, right. And so we would go, 
in order to go to Berlin, we would have to go, ride a train at night. So we'd take a train over there every year, and I would wow. take these these guys over to uh, around. And a lot of these guys really appreciated that because they never got to go uh, see Europe. And it also helped me and my family out, too. Because mm-hmm. we got to go everywhere, mm-hmm. all up in London and uh, Rome, uh, mm. Switzerland, uh, Sweden, uh, mm-hmm. just all of. It's, yeah, it's a great if you can experience another yeah. culture. I think yeah. it, it just um, and for your kids to have being able to be raised right. experiencing, which, which was good for them. They yeah. were brought up in all different kinds of culture. But now a lot of these times, when he was doing the marriage and family, the, getting a degree there. I was back home, so, you know, taking care of the house, and I was teaching then full-time, and it was it was different. Yeah. Yeah, so again, you have times when you're together, times when you're throughout, it seems like your whole marriage, yes. there are times when, when you're, you're not, and you're kind of like a single mom. Right. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? I had gotten used to doing doing things around the house. Everything, it was something I did, like I prepared the taxes. I just had gotten used to doing that, but I could identify with those people who never had a, a, a husband or a man around. Mm-hmm. But he would always be, we would always be involved with the decisions about the children, even though I was taking care of the house and doing everything else. He was always involved via phone, you know, and mm-hmm. talking to them, and he would come home every now and then. But yeah. We just kind of worked it together. The hardest part was knowing how I would feel when he finally re- retired mm-hmm. and came back home for you know the extended time yeah. and getting adjusted to right. okay passing some of the authority on because I had been used to taking care of everything. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting because both of my sons are in the military. One's in the Marines and one's in the Navy. And my youngest, who's a Marine, is married. Um, she was in the Marines also. She's not now, but um, they they have been married. It was two years in November, and they're they're young, but mo- more of their marriage has been spent apart than together, right? And so, you know, I said, "How does that?" I'm asking her, "How does that work?" And it is an adjustment, even if it's only a matter of months, right? Because you, whatever you're watching your own shows, you're eating your own food the way you want, you're, you know, so it's a real big adjustment, yeah. And I can imagine with the kids, an adjustment for them too. Well, yeah, because they had to not only listen to me, but then they got to listen. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that—that that was backed up. That's why I started with that picture. What I told you I was gonna bring. I didn't have a wedding picture, yes. but I had that picture, because when I was in station in uh, uh, Fort Fort Gordon, Georgia, she sent that picture on Valentine's Day, for for me. You know, and uh, so that's when I started autographing it. On so the back. she sent you that picture while you were apart. Yeah. Uh, that's very sweet. Yeah. And so you were telling me this before we recorded, but mm-hmm. so you've got this picture that every Valentine's you would indicate, is it a heart or a checkbox if you were together that year for Valentine's? Right. Cause I, it started in 66 and I went up to 80 some, uh, 1980 and for each Valentine's day, I would take that picture out and, and, uh, autograph it on the back. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What a beautiful, beautiful love. He has a caring attitude. And I've noticed as the years uh, go, he he's more patient because initially in our relationship, he was kind of impatient. Everything had to be on 
his time frame, but as we got together more, he started. He he develops patience for mine, for the way I am because, like he says, I'm a rule follower. Me too, I and I am almost to the fact. But I am getting better being obsessive, you know, about things. And I love the fact that he just lets me. He said, "Okay, if that's the way you want." He just kind of accepts me yeah. the way I am. So I appreciate that about him, and I love him. You know, just because of his personality, he laughs. We oh, yeah. we laugh a lot together. We do. We just say and do silly things. I can see that. So that's what I love about him: his silliness and and his accepting. You probably have to get to the airport two hours early, like I do, right? Well, yes, but now I've gotten him, so he likes to do that. And when I get see, to the we're airport, right, really? I'm spraying things, and he he just accepts it. He, <laughs> he he accepts me, and I think that's what it is. And I I just I love the fact that he. <laughs> loves the grandchildren and he cares for other people so deeply. So true. And and again, I get to see y'all on a Sunday morning, which is I'm pretty busy during that time. Y'all are just greeting and it's I just I love to watch how how you are with the people that come through the door. People that have been coming, you know, week after week, year after year, people that are the first time, whatever it is, it, it's like you just greet them like you have just met your long lost friend, you know? And and to be able to come in um, to church on a Sunday morning and, and that's that's what they get when they hit the door. It's like, it's going to be the best day ever, whatever happens from there. And I know, because my fear is always that someone's going to come for the first time or someone's going to come and like, you know, like your worst, my worst fear is that, oh, they wouldn't have greeted, been greeted or they wouldn't felt welcome. And like, listen, I don't even have to worry about that. I, you know, I got Dorothy and Willie at the door, like, one thing is for sure, they are going to enter the space feeling welcome. And that's, you know, that's just the beautiful part about you two. And I think the balance of the extrovert, introvert, I think, I think that works. I don't see you as that introverted. I know you're quieter for sure, but you, you certainly are willing to, some people are so introverted, they would not stand at the door and say hello to strangers. So it's so good for you. So y'all have four kids. Yeah. Yes. Three girls and then one boy. One boy. Okay. And she's the reason for me having that that many kids because the second one we thought was going to be a boy. And she, she said, <laughs> I know you knew one boy, so we'll want to try one more time. <laughs> and then the next one was a girl. And so I said, I, I give up. And so, But she encouraged me to try once more. Well, I have two sons, and, and after the two sons, we're like, okay, well, we'll try one more time for a girl. And then I said, do we really want to be outnumbered here? Hold on a minute. <laughs> so we stopped there. I'm like, hold on a minute. You know, now look at this. Do we let these kids outnumber us? But so, um, so where are all your kids now? What's that, Dorothy? The first, we have two of them here. The oldest daughter is here, and our son is here, and then one is in New Orleans, mm. and then one is in Texas. Wow. In Houston. Wow. So that's that's the route we you know. We decided to take. We stayed in Louisiana, where they were all, you know, where we lived for twenty some years, and then we moved to Texas to be with those grandchildren. Oh. And then we decided the youngest ones were here, and so we moved here. Smart. I hear obviously throughout your story, education is very important. You probably loved yesterday with the. Uh, I mean, I yesterday was the greatest anyway. It was. But to to um, be able to celebrate the Bob and Marion Bell, the uh, yes, I, 
education to understand like how important. So I hear that in your story. This is a shared value you two also mm-hmm. had. And I would, because when I listened to her story and she said that her grandparent went to uh, Tuskegee, and I thought about my grandmother was a product of the plantation and slavery, and she had nine girls, and she sent all of them to college and was able to do well. And her story sounded so similar to my grandmother and my mother's yeah. story. That's why yeah. it, it was just so I loved yesterday listening. Yeah. It just took me back home to totally. Louisiana. Totally, totally. So besides the shared value of education, which which comes through your, and obviously the shared value of you're just both very hardworking people, what other shared values do you have and, and have you, um, you know, throughout the years of marriage? Like she said at first, I accept her for who she, who she is. Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of do the same thing for me. Uh, I, I like to make people laugh. <laughs> they don't, they don't That's important. That until they've been around me for a while. Then they <laughs> find out what kind of person I am. Uh, and we collect a whole lot of friends like that. Uh, collect friends. I love that. Yeah, you collect friends. Right now, we when she have a party, she have so many people she try, try to invite. Uh, you know, I hike. Every Friday, I got a group that I hike with. Awesome. And they grew very close to us, too. And then we got a yoga class. We go to, to yoga twice a week. Sweet. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, and then I'm on Zoom. I do Bible study on Zoom every Wednesday. That's why I don't do Bible study here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> And that's why we don't come to Bible study here, because I be doing Zoom with, the, with my friends that I had in... Uh, that you lead that Bible study, or y'all do it together? We do it together. Awesome. And yeah, we rotate. I got it this week, matter of fact. Good for you. Yeah. And I don't participate in it. It's usually my me time. But the things we share, we always like doing for others. We we are into, we like serving others. And we always try to bring people closer together and to try to get people to see everyone as valuable so that's the thing we share those common values and with with helping it just kind of yeah and and you're definitely relational like it it definitely shows that that's yeah I love that you said that that you collect friends that's that is very cool and I just got on the yoga train it's new for I do it every morning now I'm like why have I been why was I so slow to figure this out it's It's not a pretty picture when I do it so (laughs) me okay but I'm getting there I'm getting there um so you know a lot of people listening um either are are newly married or younger married a lot of the podcast you know people that listen to them are younger and so what advice 58 years 57 years of marriage let me get this right 57 years of marriage what advice what advice do you have for the young couples it's obviously a different time than when when y'all got together but but still you know, uh, my training for, for uh, marriage and family, yeah. I think it helps me out a whole lot. Uh, uh, my CPE, clinical path education, that helped me out a lot. Uh, you, you know, one time I was in uh, Denver for uh, a workshop, and back in the 70s, people was did a lot of group work. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked me what was, what was my anger, what was anger. And I remember telling them my education. I felt cheated because of 
the schools that I had gone to, you know, and, and the community that I grew up in. Uh, people didn't speak good English and so forth. And so that become a part of me. And then when I went into the school, the school was a post system. And I then I had to struggle when I did go off to school. So I had got four degrees and I had to struggle with people. Some of the guys had been to Harvard and some of the guys had been to West Point, you know? Yeah. And that made it difficult for me. And I only been first one thing, and that's mean a lot to me there, I guess. But uh uh and that was the most physical fit person in my class of uh, of a uh, hundred some chaplains, you know. Oh, that's I got awesome! The trophy, you were yeah. you were number one. Uh, well, you know, I'm gonna say that maybe you were first in love too, because you did pretty great here. So yeah, maybe yeah. you got a maybe you got a couple firsts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what I would tell young people, young married couples, the basic part of uh, I think getting to this longevity of our marriage is being able to communicate and also being able to communicate not so much with your head but with your heart. And a lot of what helped us was the fact that he was into marriage and family Mm -hmm. counseling and we were able to talk to each other. So being able to talk to each other, share your concerns, And also the biggest thing is being able to accept each other as for who they are. And like I said, this is how I I think he accepts me for who I am with all my little quirks and things. He accepts me, and I accept him. And so the more you you are together, it's almost like you can tell what that other person is about to say. Even in school, we had gotten close enough that I was able to say, well, this is what you're saying on this paper. Because we always did things together, even then, and now we're doing more things together. But being able to accept a person for who they are and their background, regardless of where they have come from and regardless of their thoughts and actions, accept them, communicate with your heart and not your head. And that adds to longevity and in marriage. And I try to share that, or we try to share that with our our children. Yeah, and communication yeah. is, you cannot not communicate. Yeah. So you, you, you communicate in either way. You might as well to just be real with your, what you're feeling and discuss that and to listen to what the other person's saying with your heart, not mm-hmm. with your ears. Yeah. That communication is the key to getting along. And I used use the example of a, of a jar full of uh, muddy water. And I, and I hold that jar until it was settled to the bottom, the mud settled to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you keep doing that until the jar get, to, get full. Then you, you don't have any room to, uh, to communicate. Yeah. But if you shake it mm-hmm. and then dump it, and then mm-hmm. dump the, uh, the water out mm-hmm. and put clean water in, then you can communicate. And, t- and feelings are the same way. You get intoxicated mm-hmm. with feelings, bad yeah. feelings, and then you, you 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 don't have room for the uh, good feelings that each mm-hmm. other give to each other. That's really true. You get bogged down in that. And I think you kind of said, Dorothy, I think you know, n- not communicating is communicating, right? right. So right. one way or another, you're communicating. And if that's by not communicating, yeah. that's not super, that's super not good. effective. That's not good. And, you know, obviously God has been at the center of your marriage. You got, you know, you started before you were married. Like, hey, 
you know, are you okay with this? And so, um, I think, I think, man, it's hard to be, it's hard to be married. And, and I cannot imagine without having God as, as a part of that, you know, um, I just, I just can't imagine. So I'm really glad that that letter never got married. And I don't know if Mrs. <laughs> Sunshine, what was her name? Mrs. Shine. Mrs. Shine. <laughs> if she, if she like had a hand in that or that was just, um, just, just the way it came out and God, um, I cannot imagine the world without Dorothy and Willie. Yeah. <laughs> what would that be? So it'd be, it'd be a sad thing. So, um, well, I love your beautiful story. I, I thank you for the time. Um, you know, I, again, I told you, I think beforehand that when I wanted to do this, this uh, month of love, I just thought, man, I got to I got to have I got to have Dorothy and Willie here because I just see so much love for each other. And because you have that love for each other, it just it just spills out. It just spills out to, to everyone, you know, that who comes in contact with you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so thank thank you so much for that. Thank you for the blessing of that. And um you know, where you were talking about, you can kind of relate to, to Pastor David and, and Jerry and, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, what, the, what, what it's like to, to be a pastor, to be a pastor's wife, to, you know, have your, raise your children. It's not an easy path. It's not, not an easy path. And, you know, um, I, I thank you for taking that path and for your willingness because, because I don't know if I was 16 and dating some guy that said he was thinking about being a pastor, I would have been like, so far gone, (laughs) gone, gone. (laughs) (laughs) So, so good, good for you for that. And, and, um, Willie, I, I asked, um, beforehand, I said, Oh, we usually close our episodes in prayer. And I always ask people, would you like to prayer? And, and, not doesn't that doesn't happen, but 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 you said that you would, and so uh, I would love that uh, if you could close this in prayer and and just again thank you so much for your time together. Most gracious and kind God, once again you have granted us an opportunity to come together, this time with Julia, and we're just so appreciative of her and the ministry she does at this church. We pray your blessing to be upon her and on ourselves. We ask that you would lead, guide, teach, forgive, protect, and heal us in all ways that is needed where we tone down and build us up. This we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Shall we all say amen. Amen. Y'all, it is rainy outside the studio, studio this morning, but it's nothing but sunshine inside. So thank you for bringing that. God bless.